0: Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM, Aaron Hawksworth, J-Rod, and Joe Ostrowski with you. And as we are joined every Friday by John Daigle, our favorite NFL props better. And John, I'm so excited I get to kick things off with you today because our squad, the Houston Texans, are nine and a half point underdogs. Are we running it back with Nico Collins? I know it's become a bit. We're expecting some weather in Baltimore but his prop is low. It's calling my name. I am in
1: on the prop. The two weeks ago against the Colts, we alt-betted it. Last week we were still on the over, did not have alt-bets. I won't have alt bets again, just given how ferocious and terrorizing this Ravens defense is. But honestly, even from a matchup standpoint, you just can't ignore Nico Collins' usage right now without Tank Dell. It's been five games without Dell now, and he's been targeted on 35% of his routes. He has had 46% of the team's air yards. He's one of those guys like a Monroe St. Brown where you don't even need the extra stats. You could just say, look at the box scores, and all he's been doing is tearing it up as Stroud's primary receiver. So I do think Nico gets there. In terms of the overall line, i know a lot of people disagree i'm in on the ravens covering this number if only because it seems like it's been a while since we've seen the ravens at full strength and the last time they were at full strength against the 49ers and dolphins they obviously drowned tua and brought purdy for six total picks and looked like an entirely different team even lamar jackson those five touchdowns in his MVP statement game not only that but to me is that the Texans secondary has been camouflaged by poor quarterback play the last two weeks. Gardner Minshew wasn't asked to do anything since they the Colts were having such an easy time on the ground with JT and Zach Moss, but still five and a half yards per attempt in that de facto playoff game in week 18. And then last week, of course, we talked about it on the show, a 38-year-old who was unemployed until December. Wasn't buying it at all. But now it's Lamar Jackson who is literally leading the league in yards per attempt under pressure, just in case you want to account for the Texans getting healthier in these last two weeks as well. Not only that, but remember, from their bye on, until they ran into Gardner Minshew, they were still a miserable pass defense, Houston was. 30th in yards per attempt, 27th in explosive pass rate allowed. So I do like a big day still, weather permitting, through the air for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens to cover. Okay.
2: So you're, you're like Lamar and the Ravens to cover, but I said a lot. I'm like sorry.
1: I got to answer. Said a lo- okay. <laughs>
2: okay. Um, but you also, it sounds like you have the Texans getting theirs. So does that mean you like the over where, you know, the Texans do put up some points, but they're not going to keep it within double digits. So over 43 and a half, as that number continues to drop, do you, do you
1: find that appealing? I I honestly don't know if the, protect theirs based on how this Ravens defense has played. Uh, and M- Lamar Jackson's obviously MVP. He's played well. Everyone else also failed when they were asked to step up that press party in their biggest matchups. But to me, I-, I respect the Ravens defense a lot more than other people, even against CJ Stroud. So I-, I don't know, honestly, if the-, if the Texans get theirs. I still like Neil Collins over because again, the okay. offense hones in on him, but beyond him, I don't think a second player gets there and so to me I would guess C.J. Stroud struggles here on the road and the weather in this spot but I like the tech I like the Ravens to cover the number not sure though personally.
3: Hey John, speaking of, of the prop side of it, the, the one that that jumped out at me was when I saw this and and it's at even money right now at BetMGM is Stroud over 35 and a half pass attempts. I don't even need him to, to complete very many. I don't even need him to get his his yards. I don't even get him to throw touchdowns. I think they're going to be behind and I think he's going to throw the ball. So I think over 35 and a half attempts is I think reachable when they played, I know it was week 1, he had 44 pass attempts.
1: What do you think of 35 and a half over I do like that. I think they will begin the game leaning on Devin Singletary because the Ravens' run defense has been their shakiest unit. They will contain you, but they also allow explosive plays from time to time. It's been very inconsistent. But as you said, if we're expecting the Texans to be behind, this is how they have to play is leaning on Stroud. So I do like that number. Another number I like is Odell Beckham receiving yards. If only because he hasn't been a full-time player all year long. But if they haven't been waiting for the playoffs and for him getting three weeks off since he also didn't play week 18 prior to that, what the hell have them been waiting for to unleash him? So I do think Odell Beckham, it's going to be his first full game all year. And I want to be ahead of that low number.
0: All right, let's go to the other game that day. We've got another nine and a half point dog. What do you like in the Packers Niners? And it looks like Shanahan is saying he will defer.
1: I still think the Niners cover just based on the Packers' defense as well these last three games. You have to go back a month where the last time they faced, you know, a quarterback we respect, and I don't even know if we respect Bryce Young. That might even be the right word for it. But even Bryce Young literally had the best day of his entire season against Joe Barry. And Joe Barry's changed a few things here the last three weeks, but I honestly think if you just look and say, oh, it was Nick Mullins, Jaron Hall, uh, Justin Fields, who we talked about in week eighteen, Joe Barry's had his number the six games they've played because they don't blitz fields. They just let him try to process the field and he struggled to. And then of course playoff Dak Prescott, who is not regular season Dak Prescott, you could say the Packers haven't played anyone. Uh, And those quarterbacks also combined for just five and a half yards per attempt under pressure, only two first downs. Whereas here comes Brock Purdy, who is averaging third in yards per attempt under pressure on the entire year. Also 11 touchdowns, third as well in the league under pressure too. So I think the 49ers offense won't struggle whatsoever. And that's how I believe they get this number. Jordan Love is such a wild card because It's the entire organization that deserves credit for his turnaround in the second half of the season. It was a little easier schedule. They did get healthier with Christian Christian Watson from time to time. But overall, like a tale of two seasons, honestly, for love. In the first half, his first nine games, touchdowns, 10 picks, only averaging 6.7 yards per attempt. But these last nine games, last week against the Cowboys included, 21 touchdowns, one pick, nine yards per attempt. Literally half the season, he's been one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So he is the X factor that could dunk on this number. But overall, me, I just say you can't keep up with the force whatsoever, and that's why I like that number there.
2: San Francisco uh, player props. It feels like you can go anywhere. Like you could make a strong yeah. case against this Packers defense. And be like, okay, this this is going to hit. This is the best way to go. What is what is your favorite player to focus on the San Fran side?
1: it's So hard because you genuinely don't know where the targets are going to be dispersed between the big three and George Kittle, Debo, and Iuke through the air. Uh, Not only that, but they're not going to see a lot of targets, but they still get there every single week. So that's, what's so hard about it. But to me, I think the one player that stands out here would be George Kittle would be my pick. That's probably where I'm leaning in the prop betting market right now. If only because this second half of the season, the Packers have struggled in particular against tight ends and over the middle of the field as their secondary and cornerbacks have gotten healthier. So I think it's going to be a big George Kittle game again, but not many targets for everyone. It's just so hard to disperse between them week to week.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then John, we know that uh, the Packers quarterback, cornerback, Jair Alexander, uh, he's nursing an ankle and a shoulder, didn't practice Wednesday, didn't practice Thursday. He's questionable. Uh, I I think I'm targeting Brandon Ayuk. I mean, I think I love the anytime touchdown plus 125, and, and over 69 and a half pa- receiving yards. I, but your point is, is well taken. It, it could be anybody.
1: I won't argue against literally any 49ers player. I will say on the Packers' side, I do think we're going to get over with Jaden. And that's favorite over prop this week in this game. And it's because last week, after the egg, I know everyone's worried, but the, the Packers didn't have to go to three wide sets in that game because – Dan Quinn and the organization didn't sign anyone of size to play linebacker after Leighton Vander got hurt mid-year. That's why the Packers just stuck in twelve personnel, literally led the wild card round, and two tight end sets, and they averaged eight and a half yards per play. Because even Micah Parsons is undersized for his position, and the Cowboys, the Packers just ran over them with Tucker. Kraft, Luke Musgrave, and Aaron Jones. That's not going to be the case against the Niners. You can't do that against the Niners. Their front seven is far too big. So I think we're going to see a lot more three wide sets. I also think that's how you attack the Niners because their quarterback is their weakest unit in that defense. And so I think Jaden Reed is going to default and be on the field more. So I am betting his prop just based on the perceived usage.
0: John, it's obvious why a lot of people think it's going to be the Niners and the Ravens in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but any chance one of these big dogs wins outright Saturday?
1: I can't discount... Well, it's not a dog. Well, no, they are a dog. I, I forget that everyone discounts the Chiefs except me, so I like the Chiefs still. It's going to be interesting okay. if it does come down to the Chiefs and Ravens because... Again, it's two great defenses, and I don't, I don't know who will edge out the other. But let's let's start with Chiefs-Bills, because I did bet the Chiefs' money line. I still think that's the best way to bet the game. And it's because their defense is arguably comparable to Baltimore's, and that's why I think the Bills struggle on offense this upcoming game. They've only had games year, Legereus Sneed, Chris Jones, and Nick Bolton were all on the field together, including week 14 against Josh Allen when the Bills offense struggled to get there and won by just a few points. But in those eight games with those three guys together, Chiefs are literally leading the league with only 4.2 yards per play. They are second in EPA per play and third in success rate. They've been awesome. Not only that, but no receiver has reached even 76 receiving yards against them all year with Legereus Sneed on the field. I, I don't think... well. Stephon Diggs hasn't got there weekly anyhow, but to me, Stephon Diggs under receiving yards is one of the safest bets, not only in this game, but all week long. Also, we are all all watching for Tyrell Dodson and Tyrell... Terrell uh, Bernard injuries because Mm -hmm. they have been their best coverage linebackers this second half of the season without Matt Milano. It's shaping up to be if those guys don't play similar to the Dolphins game without Jerome Baker, whenever the Chiefs just hammered Travis Kelsey, five of his 10 targets or screens, they kept him involved underneath and shallow over the middle of the field where he can just turn up field and create yards. It seems like it's another big game for Chelsea. if Those guys can't go. So I do like the Chiefs to inch this one out and move on.
2: Uh, Do you agree that that game will be, you know, when you look at the weaknesses of both defenses, man, it it feels like it's going to be run heavy, right? That's how you attack the Chiefs, and that's how you attack the Bills, especially if they're going to be missing all these starting linebackers
1: too. It's got to be James Cook for the Bills. And yep. I don't think I trust Joe Brady to lean on James Cook. We did get 22 touches for him uh, without Leonard Fournette called up. Fournette obviously cut in the middle of the week. But it literally, for the Bills to win, it's not even Josh Allen. It has to be James Cook in this matchup. And I don't trust you to do that. So, no, I still like the yonder under to your point.
3: John, it's been seven games. Can I interest you in a Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown? I had it last week,
1: too, and, uh you know, a couple fishy same-game parlays attached to it, and that's the one that didn't matter. I will be going back for everything and just how you can, I believe, exploit feels the right pieces. Uh, yes, I will be going back to the over-receptions, over-receiving yards, and even any time touchdown and crossing my fingers. <laughs>
0: Bucks-Lions, another trendy dog, Tampa Bay, plus six and a half at the Lions. This total at 48 and a half. There's a 49 out there. What do you like in this one?
1: The over, certainly. And yes. I know why everyone's Lions. I don't blame them. I've been, when we talked, and I had a week on the Rams money line, and I backed off and said, I still want the three, three and a half points, but I'm just not sure they inch this one out. I kind of think that way with the Lions too because their defense is just so miserable. In this first matchup, take count. because uh, the Lions told Baker Mayfield to be shallow. Don't take chances. Literally played 85% of their snaps from zone defense league. that too high. And only blitzed him to 23 backs, And he failed the test. 206 yards and a pick in that game. fifty percent completion rate. But since that time from week seven on, I don't know if it's Baker or Dave Canales, but Baker literally leads the league in touchdowns against zone coverage. Amazing. So over attempt. And so if they play that way, not only will I think Baker have success, but also if they don't play that way, we just saw the Rams only lose because of Sean McFay's pepness. Te- like the difference in that game wasn't the offenses because the Rams averaged seven and a half yards per play. It was Sean McFay being scared and, and scoring nine points on three red zone possessions, whereas Dan Campbell scored 21 points on three red zone possessions. That was the only difference. And we saw Baker at full strength literally lead the wild card round in yards per attempt under pressure. Uh, Baker was quietly full practice beginning on Wednesday. This is going to be the first time since week 16 he's been at full health. And so I think the Bucs move the ball through the air with – ease so I do like the over mm-hmm. for sure and if you told me to lean one way again I backed off it personally but if you told me to lean one direction I am getting a little uh public fishy and I do think the Bucks cover just because the Lions defense is so horrid yeah
2: last minute John any uh so th- is it Evan's props like which
1: which props are you going here I'll give you a boring one I know no one bets unders but I do think you could even alt Rashad White unders. Like we always look for the overlanders. This is gonna be such a miserable game for Rashad White. Uh literally out of their bye, the Lions defense, three point three yards per carry allowed to opposing running backs. We know the Bucks can't run the ball anyways. Even last week, the Eagles had been getting chopped up on the ground for six consecutive games. Everyone was having success. And the Bucs couldn't even run the ball in that situation either, with Rashad White averaging just four yards per pop. So I think where Canales knows they after the air, and they know they can have success doing it. So, definitely shot White, anything up 50 yards. And right now, I believe the prop is sitting at 54, 55. Just keep on betting under.
0: All right, John Daigle, our favorite prop better. Thank you so much. Good luck on your bets. Go Nico Collins. This is Becky Daily presented by BetMGM. Up next, it's a whole segment of the Lions stuff just for joe ostrowski we'll break down the bucks and the fighting dan campbells next on the betql network
4: we'll be right back with betql daily presented by BetMGM, mgm on the
3: betql network
0: Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Joe Ostrowski, J-Rod, and Aaron Hawksworth with you. And I gotta be honest, I didn't have this one on the bingo card to start the season. The Bucks and the Lions duking it out for a spot in the NFC Championship? What are we doing here? But that is where we find ourselves, Joe, as our resident Lions hater. What do you like in this one?
2: Not a hater. Like... <laughs> It's so stupid. So they're going to be in the, <laughs> the NFC Championship. Oh, Joe, you're wrong. You're wrong about the Lions. No, they got the Bucks in the divisional round. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if they was, if they win, like great. Um, look, their defense still sucks. It does. It's going to come back to haunt them at some point. I don't know when that is, and and I, I think there are warning flags on this team. You guys know I believe that. Like, did anybody bring up that that they did, like, nothing the entire second half of that game? Nothing. They were lucky that they put up points against the Rams in the first half. They were just able to hang on. But you look at these recent games, too. Like, it's been going on for months with this defense. Puka had 181. Stafford, 367. Uh, Who's that Mullins bum? He throw for 400 on them. (laughs) Like Jefferson had 192. <laughs> uh, you CD say Lama. you're not a hater. And these are facts, Aaron. <laughs> I'm reading facts. Uh, Dak had 345. Uh, Lamb had 227 of that himself. Uh, oh, yeah. Mullins did have a, another 400 yard game against them before that, 411. Like, they suck. They're awful on defense. So it, with Tampa Bay's receivers. Are they going to be able to continue what everybody else is doing, going up and down the field on them? I think they can. Now, it's it's not a situation that we saw on Monday with the Blitz. Like, Bowles is going to send, 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 right? And Hertz had no chance. No prayer, especially without his number one receiver. He's bad against the Blitz anyways. Goff is much better against the Blitz. So it's not going to be like that. They're going to have to be more creative as far as that goes. Good for him at home indoors, because otherwise, like, I don't know how much of a chance that they would they would take. But don't tell all the reporters that. Some think they're playing outside. <laughs> but uh, like the number is too high for me. Yeah. This should not be touching seven almost. I don't think we'll get there, but six and a half for the way Tampa playing on both sides of the ball. I think it's too much, guys.
3: I agree. Listen, Tampa was 12 and 6 against the spread, 9 and 3 ATS as a dog, both the best in the NFL. And you're going to give me six and a half points against a rotten defense like Detroit. Uh, I'm taking it all day. I'm taking the Baker uh, yards passing. I like Mike Evans to score a touchdown. You know, 48 and a half, I think that's too low ideal conditions except when you have to walk off the bus and go into the thing, you know, otherwise it's absolutely perfect scenario. And man, are people going to be crazy when the Buccaneers win this game on Sunday.
0: Ooh, what? Another dog that we like, man, I might just bet all of the dogs on the side and see how that works out for me because I I really do like them all. And, and Joe, you know, I don't traditionally bet a lot of underdogs, so I don't know what that means. Um, but I agree. I mean, Tampa Bay went eight and one against the spread in road games this season. Um, I, I really li- I like the Baker props. I like Mike Evans. I think against this Lions defense is going to be very difficult uh, for them to cover this big number. That's a lot. I think we've come too far. I love the Lions and especially Dan Campbell, but I really do think we've come a little bit too far here.
3: But the like, only thing
0: I, I like, yeah.
3: I don't like the Buccaneers in, is the Buccaneers are terrible in the first quarter. They're six and twelve uh, against the number in the first quarter, and you, you even look mm-hmm. at it, uh, it's they're they're only a half point dog in in the first quarter uh, of this game as of right now. That's really the the only thing you know, and and Detroit is thirteen and five against the number in the first half, so that that would be the only pro lions part of it for me that that I would be betting I mean listen, I'd hire Dan Campbell to talk to my uh, high school football team or to give a corporate speech at a retreat or something like that. I mean that's amazing but yeah I think I think somebody's gonna expose them uh, will it be the Buccaneers will it be the 49ers will it be the Packers I, I, yeah, I don't think they're getting to the Super yeah. Bowl uh but I, I I would not surprise me I, I I would take the I'm even taking the Bucks money line at plus two twenty
2: okay. The problem oh, is, yeah. it's like, is Todd Bowles going to be the guy to exploit Dan Campbell? Maybe. Because sometimes Campbell does this to himself. Some of his in-game decisions or just fourth down, willy-nilly. Decision-making doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. But, yeah, I mean, you mentioned him. I keep Just report. I, report. Exactly. <laughs> I keep going back to Mike Evans, though. Like I, I went over the numbers of these number one receivers in the last month. Puka 181, Jefferson 192, Lamb 227, Jefferson 141. When he first returned, like Evans should go off. The number 69 and a half. Like that's easy. I'm probably going to play the alts. Like 120 plus is five to one. That's probably worth something. He's going to come up later when we talk about receiving later this weekend for sure.
0: Paul?
4: I've heard some things. I've heard Mike Evans overs and alts. I've heard Baker Mayfield props. I've heard Tampa money line. Like if if Tampa's gonna win this game, this is how they do it, right? Right. But uh, Baker and Mike Evans. You go yes. Mike Evans ninety five plus Baker three twenty five plus Mike Evans anytime touchdown on Bucks money line. You're looking at forty to one. Like, is that how they win this game?
0: You yes. do, or do you do
4: Bucks plus three and a half? Uh, and then you get like a 23 to one on that instead of the money line. But you can get real creative. If you think the bucks are going to win this game, like you can pick this specific angle and get real creative with it.
2: There's no other path. They're not running on them. There's no right. chance. It's Baker. Big no game. Absolutely not. Probably to Evans. Uh, Godwin. He practiced yesterday. He was limited, but uh, you would think everything's gonna go through Evans. Like he's got to get get the looks, Yikes. and they can't stop these number one receivers. They haven't been able to do it. So yeah, like if that's the angle, sure, that's how they get there. I I'd agree with that. What about Kate Otten? <laughs>
4: <My> <laughs> They're really bad against Kate I Otten. Mean, I mean, he, he might, dropped he might two touchdowns last week. Oh, one, he was like at yeah, midfield and would have just kept going. And then the other yes. one I think was in the red zone, but they're still looking for him. I mean, and four to one. I saw four to one yesterday. I played it. I played four to one to get in the end zone yesterday for Kate Otten.
0: He doesn't get in the end zone though often. There's a reason why we laugh when we say Kate Otten. I mean, <laughs>
1: he had 89
4: yards. He just,
2: he just doesn't he finish keeps... the job.
0: I he agree. There's props I like, just not a t- uh, touchdown.
2: Yeah. I agree. So, Paul, you on board with this Bucks?
4: Bucks love. Oh, I, I bet the six like and it. a half this morning. Yeah. And okay. I was like you, and I put it in the chat early, I was shocked they're the least popular underdog. I think for them, if I'm power ranking underdogs this week to win outright, they're the number point. one for me. Yeah.
3: Oh, really? Ooh. More, more, more than well, the, I think the, the game oh, okay, that's two Chiefs. and a half. Chief, Chiefs the Chiefs Spills, are kind of like Spills a false a... underdog, right? Kind
4: of. like They are, but they are. I not agree with that. Right? Right? What J. Rod, yeah. right. That's a coin flip to me. Um, sorry. So yeah, the as, as far as the other three, like Chiefs, Bills, I think you could go either way. Um, I do think also on the Lions side, if you want to talk about it, like the Bucks have allowed the third third most receiving yards to tight ends and seven touchdowns. So like Laporta, we saw we thought he was not. 100% I was last just going to bring
0: up Laporta. Yeah, limited, but I I'm think sorry. he's yeah, he's good to go. His prop though seems kind of high. He's only gone over that. He doesn't go over it much. It's uh. 41 and a half there's 39 and a half there's 137 and a half are you gonna bet it paul
4: so i think i'm more thinking maybe touchdown or like first touchdown i mean touchdowns okay. plus 160 shop around if you get closer to the two to one range if it's like plus 180 two to one i think i'll bet it at plus 160 but i think you gotta take a shot there um and then what do you do with the Lions receivers? Because, like, Amon Ra, sure, this Bucks passing defense has been getting better. It's not necessarily fixed by any means, but, like, last week it was Josh Reynolds. And actually, who was it? Was it Josh Norris with uh, Colt McCoy breaking down how the Lions kind of beat the Bucks earlier in the season? It was just like, get up to the line quick, get after them before they're ready. But, like, the one play they broke down, Jamison Jameson Williams just burned it off the line like if that dude is just streaking down the seam i think there's a path for him to go over so over 32 and a half last week i played josh reynolds so i'm gonna zag maybe instead of zigging uh so i'll play jameson williams over 32 and a half i don't i wanted to play the alts like up to 80 plus i just i don't know that he does that because he hasn't really done that all season but he's their burner and if this like back end is swiss cheese I could see him running free down the field, at least you know more than a couple times. Sixty-five plus is plus three fifty. Which so is where do you look on the lines if you're going to look somewhere other than Amon Ra?
3: Question: How much stock do you guys play pay uh, on the Week Six meeting? Because the, these teams met in Tampa. Lions won twenty to six. Goff three fifty-three in the air, two touchdowns. No offense out of a uh, and out of Baker and
2: the Bucks. Did he take anything from that game? So, very little. Both offenses yeah. were 0-2 in the red zone. Uh, Goff having a big game is notable. But Paul just mentioned their defense, their pass defense is getting better. Why is that? They're healthier. They were beat up all season long. And then they start, they're starting to play better as they've gotten healthier. Do I take anything from that game? Not too much. But I'll say this. The point spread that we have, it's it's in line with week six, right? Because we're changing venues. Because now we're in Detroit. So in Tampa, it's Detroit minus three. In Detroit, it's Detroit minus six, minus six and a half. So it's pretty much saying that these teams are the same. Um, no, they're not. Tampa Bay is way better than they were in week six. This is a different team right now in the way that they've been playing. Um, so, I. That's what, part of the reason I disagree with the number. Like, it's, I would have this closer to four than six, mm-hmm. than
0: almost seven, which is where we're at. Right. Wild. Amonra, his receptions is at seven and a half. That is just too much for me. His prop, 90 and a half, 92 and a half. There's 91 and a half. Obviously, 110 last week, 144 the week before that, 90, 106, 112. I don't hate it.
4: I just I think for me in this game, I'd rather play yardage than receptions, just because I think there could be a bunch of yes. splash plays as opposed to volume. Um mm. I wouldn't be shocked, obviously, if if they feed their guys like Evans and Amonara. But I, yeah. I'm thinking big gainers. Um so maybe the play for something like Jameson Williams back to him is over his longest catch, longest reception, <clears throat> something like that. Because just one play well, and you're there.
2: Speaking of that, I was annoyed this weekend with, with these games. I think anybody that I was taking a look at for receptions, they're all minus 140, minus 150 to the over. I know. Like, really? So I I just kept going back to yardage. What about the total? So let's see. um, Dome games, totals go over at a very high rate in the playoffs 33 and 18 last 20 years, 33 and 18. And everything that we're saying, we're criticizing this Lions defense. We're commending the way that the Bucks' offense has been has been rolling. I like the Lions they had one good half last week, but we know they can get theirs at home. Like uh, I like this is one of my favorite over. It's probably my favorite over of the weekend.
3: Yeah, I, I was surprised because that Rams Lions game went under. Uh, you know they ended up at forty seven. And, Stop and the Buccaneers went went under as well. Uh, you know, yeah. th- thankfully because I had the under and and Bowles didn't kick that meaningless field goal at the end of the game. Uh, you know, I think it'll get over, but boy, the Buccaneers are going to have to contribute a little bit. It, it to me, it's a sweaty it's a sweaty over. I think. I don't think it's a, such a slam dunk over. If the Rams and Lions couldn't get you an over, I don't know how the Buccaneers and, and Lions. But would if you slam think the dunk.
2: Bucks are going to win, the over is probably going to hit, right?
0: Yeah. That's the path, right? Because they, the, he's, the he's Buccaneers are going to need 30 at least. Bucks are going to need
4: 30 yeah, to win. They win a shootout. Yep. I think so. <sighs> be fun. Like, how Rashad high would you White go?
0: Under? That's a popular bet. Thanks. So. was talking sure. about that so. one, too.
4: Yeah. And I've been in the Rashad White plods along, gets to a 70 yards fan club. I, this is not
3: the week for that. <laughs> not, not, not the week.
0: This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Up next, can the Packers play spoiler again? Side total props in all of our plays next on the BetQL Network.
4: We'll be right back with BetQL
3: Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.
0: Buckle your chin strap. Come on, let's come up with something new. That so I don't was, think that's motivating me.
3: <laughs> was pack a lunch taken? I mean, come on. Yeah,
0: ex- exactly. Welcome to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Aaron Hawks, where J. Rod, Joe Ostrowski, with you on this Football Friday. So now we're taking a look at a very fun matchup. I know J. Rod was just calling. KC, like, are they really dogs here? It's like they're fake dogs, false dogs. Kansas City, um, th- they were at three, then two and a half. There's still a three out there. Um, what do you like in this one, Joe? Is this another total you have your eye on? Oops, did I skip ahead to the wrong game? Also,
4: <laughs> I don't know. Joe's well, we'll, muted, we'll,
0: though. We'll, we'll get, we'll get which, to the which, Chiefs and which one? Yeah, just realized. I just okay. realized good. I'm getting ahead of myself here. All right. all Green right.
2: Bay, San Francisco, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, 50 yes. and a
2: half is that total. Okay. Yeah. It's
0: like I'm rusty, people. Being. Bear with me.
2: It's all, me all good. It's slack. all
0: good.
2: Um, <laughs> yes, it is a total that I like. It is. Packers, <laughs> Niners. Um, oh. I I like the over over 50 and a half. Uh, it's, been, it's been there all week, which is really interesting. So, on the Packers side, I mean, they've been the recipe. For an over team, they they're getting theirs offensively with Jordan Love leading the way. The dude, second half of the year and in the playoffs, he's legit been a top three quarterback. Like the numbers bear that out. And then we know about how awful their defense is. Oh, on the other side, you've got San Francisco Shanahan against Joe Barry. It's like everything is pointing to a shootout in this one. You know, I think we're gonna get a couple of these this weekend. So yes, this. There are a couple props I like, but total I do like a total in this game. I'm gonna be playing the over on San Francisco Green Bay. If it's a San Francisco blowout, this could get home. If Green Bay's hanging around, I see it also getting home because I don't think it's going to be a low-scoring one like the last time these two teams met in the playoffs when it was thirteen to ten.
3: Yeah, the that nine and a half though it. it Niners laying nine and a half at home. I know they've had tons of success against Green Bay in the playoffs at home. Uh, Shanahan four and zero straight up and against the spread at home as a favorite. Niners have were favored in all seventeen games. I just think it's a little too high. I mean, you know, it's funny. We always complain about recency bias, but it doesn't seem like there's any recency bias after the Packers go in, hang 48 on the Cowboys on the road, who had not lost at home, and all of a sudden they're nine and a half dogs in San Francisco. Who you know, and you gotta wonder what the what the rust factor is having the week up. I, I think nine and a half is too much.
0: I do too. I even. I kind of want to root for chaos with one of these big dogs. Like, will one of them win? I um, I'm curious to see. But I I like Green Bay on the side. I don't think I'm bold enough to just do Packers money line. But Jordan Love has this offense playing very very well, and the Niners secondary is somewhat of a weak spot for San Francisco. And the Packers can run the ball. There's just so much I like in this one. I could see why the over would be the play here. Um, The Niners are just so good. I think I'm just really wanting something crazy to happen (laughs) and it not be Niners Ravens, Super Bowl and some crazy underdog team gets in there. Um, Props. I mean, there's a lot of places we can look. Joe, which ones do you have your eye on?
2: Yeah, I was looking at um, San Francisco side and it is tough to land on which, which guy or guys is going to get theirs and clear the props. But you know, we we saw it last week. I know it was a little bit in garbage time. But tight ends blow up the Packers. Like, this is set up to be George Kittle, right? It's a good spot for George Kittle. You could make a case for Jeebo Ayuk, CMC, always. You can do that. Mm-hmm. But Kittle's number is only 52 and a half. He should go over that. A plus 145 for any anytime touchdown. That's where I'm looking, uh, what Ferguson have. 93 yards, three touchdowns last week against the Packers. Again, some of it was garbage. They don't want to put too much into it. But this has been a theme all season long. So I'll be looking at Kittle.
3: Yeah, I to me, I just wonder, uh, Aaron Jones, who had such a great game against the Cowboys, right? Buck 18, uh, all the touchdowns, 67 and a half right now at, at, at BetMGM against the third best rushing defense in the league. I, 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 I don't think Aaron Jones is going to get his. I, th- I think I think they're going to have to throw the ball. Green Bay is going to have to throw yeah. the ball to to win the game. And I am curious to see because last week got set up so perfectly for Green Bay. They got the ball first possession, marched down the field, scored the touchdown, eight eight eight, you know, six seven minutes off the clock, and all of a sudden, you know, got a turnover. Everything just kind of worked for them. I want to see what happens if the Niners strike first. What happens, you know, and all of a sudden that defense, which is so good against the run, and Jordan Love has to throw, that's what I want to see, and I think they'll go away from it. So I'm not – even though it's a low number, what, 67 and a half, I'm not buying the Aaron Jones rushing props.
0: Yeah, I'm not looking there. And similarly to the Niners, I feel like it's tough to figure out, for me personally, where to go props-wise. And then on the Packers – I don't know if it's going to be a Christian Watson game, but would we look at Romeo Dobbs? I mean, or is this just too risky to figure out where he's going to go? And maybe I should just do the Jordan love over one and a half passing touchdowns again. Now it's minus minus one twenty two, But but uh, I feel like if they're going to stick around in this game, he's going to have at least two passing touchdowns.
2: Yeah. I just have a tough time with the Packers receivers. Where's it going to go? Uh, Dobbs. He had, 151 last week. That was his first 100 yard game of his career. So I'd have a tough time saying I'm going to go back to the Dobbs. Well, after the numbers uh, inflated a little bit, I'd rather, if you're looking for positive stuff for Green Bay, I'd rather back Jordan Love than try to pick the receiver for the Packers.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I where, think where that's we, the best way.
2: Where do we land
3: on CMC during all this? Like, what's what's the best way to approach him?
2: What do you you know, I never did any CMC props all year because the numbers, like for touchdowns, are so outrageous. So <laughs> I've always stayed away. What about you guys? I, Jesus. It, I guess see, it, it's
3: it's always such a recency thing for me. like like when you don't when I don't bet on him and he goes off, you're like, I'm an idiot. and then and then when he when he so I always feel like I have to bet on something because in the biggest right. games, he will come through. Even if they what are you aren't going to do
2: yeah. I I see a minus 530 for a touchdown. What are you going to do? What? Yeah. A
0: parlay? Yes. Any no. touchdown parlay, but that's not even going to help it much at that it's price. Just, Oof.
2: Just bet just bet 2 plus touchdowns. 2 plus?
0: Rate. Yeah, 2 plus. You
2: get plus 1 but it's only plus 145. Bet him gym. 2 plus touchdowns. Yeah. Like to get, get that him result, more. him getting multiple touchdowns. Like, and I'm only getting plus 145. It's okay.
3: But if he gets I it, think
0: <laughs> damn yeah. It. If plus, he gets 145 it, 145 out the window. That's can... a good point, though. I don't think I've bet CMC props all year.
2: Nope,
0: I haven't. Yeah,
3: and, and, and Paul makes a good point. 91 and a half rushing yards. Is he? Is he going to get? A, is he going to get that much against? Uh, uh that against the green bay uh defense i don't know i mean i mean i i like brandon Ayuk. that's that's who i'm targeting in this anytime touchdowns Mm -hmm. 125 plus 125 69 and a half pass yards i know it sets up for kittle but i can see also Ayuk getting a nice couple of chunk plays and getting close to that he's the guy that 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 i've been seeing because he because recently he's he has been the guy that has gotten some targets and we also got to remember i don't know if we've talked about it we've said it but how important it is that jair alexander is gonna is questionable. Didn't practice and he's got a bad ankle.
2: So he's gonna be out there though, right? Does yeah. he need to practice I think but how,
3: how 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 effective he's gonna be? That's the question. I mean it listen, right. it's it's certainly not east coast weather, but it is gonna be damp. There might there's actually calling for a little bit of rain. You know, mid fifties. That ankle could tighten up on them. Slippery turf.
4: Mm.
2: You guys with me on high scoring?
0: Well, that's what I was just going to ask. Is this the game where we see Joe Barry's defense take a step back, or are they yes just going to keep rolling? Because right. I don't. Right. I think they might be fraudulent. I don't know if I'm thinking everything's all good and well. Shanahan.
2: <laughs> Barry, what side are you gonna take? Right. Is it a hard one? Yeah, it's
3: tough. That's so. Mad. That over is that? Is that eighty percent 49 ers getting that fifty one, or is that or is or you you expect a tight game? I think
2: what. Well, that's why I, mean, I like this, it. Is that, is that like? I a, think there are multiple a paths. If it's a tight, game. If it's a tight game, I think it's going over. If it's a blowout. I think there's a decent chance it goes over because there's going to be some garbage time for Jordan Love, at the end. Mm. So that that's why I, I got there.
0: Man, the way Jordan loves playing, I don't know. I mean, the yeah, the backdoor option, or maybe he's going toe to toe. Right.
2: Exactly.
0: What? Oh man, why are you laughing? <laughs>
3: I, I just put my head down and said, "Well, let's let's check let's check nine points. Let's see where that is at today." Oh well, look, Jay- no, I can't find. It. I'm help. just going help! Keep looking for help. it though. Hey, how
1: about Jay- Daddy's gonna help? <laughs>
2: J Rod, help! Daddy, please.
3: Like Aaron, I, I I love your hat. Can I come over here and sit down?
0: That's oh enough. my god. Oh.
3: 20. What,
0: what am I going to do with you guys? 20 and a
3: half Packers total points over? Oh.
4: Sure. Yeah, 100%. Let's bet that.
0: <laughs> Anything to change the subject. Yes. Packers team total over sounds like a great play.
4: I am actually gonna be going back to the well on Jaden Reed. I, I bet him last week. And of course, Dobbs go off, goes off. He had zero catches, but at 40 and a half, I'm going to say Matt LaFleur who knows Kyle Shanahan was like, all right, I'm going to show him Dobbs. And this week I'm going to hit him with Reed. Yeah. Something like
2: that. Which means it'll be Watson
4: or wicks Let's throw wicks yeah. out there. True.
0: This is BetQL Daily presented by MGM. I don't think we have to worry about a backdoor cover in this one. Chiefs-Bills in Buffalo for the first time in the playoffs. The Bills are at home in this matchup. All our favorite plays next.
3: You get a breeze.